Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders and welcome to episode 448 of Lave Radio, the show about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Psykit, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode are um, our Head of Health and Safety, um, Commander Adler Weiss, otherwise known as Ben Ross Woodward. Hello, my love. Hello, my lovely. How are you doing? Probably best not to ask, to be honest. And we also have our um, SLV Banksy himself, um, Alec Turner. I'm back. I could have been at a barbecue. Happy Independence Day, Commanders. Fucking treasonous bastards. Wow. Wow. Good start. Good start. Um, uh, we do we, we do have um, uh, we do have a special guest joining us um, a little bit later for a specific section, but I will introduce them when they are here. Um, uh, if you wish to hang out with us today, we Ben is in open, um, but he's not at the Orange Sidewinder Bar. Where are you, Ben? I'm in Riandi, Rian, Rianadi, maybe. Uh, 8C for maybe some kind of conjunction, collision, boominess, or something. Although I don't think we're gonna. I don't. Th- it's it's not actually due until we go just just after we go off air. Unfortunately. Incredible. Um, yeah, excellent I love timing there. I completely blame K Ross for this. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, sure. It, it, it definitely done just despite us. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> but. It is a damn pretty picture, I have to admit. It's I mean, so got, beautiful. There's a lovely ringed gas giant. There's something <laughs> very there three big. bodies in the sky there, I can there, see. There's three bodies in the sky. There's a lovely ringed gas giant. There's a, a big blue inverted boob or something like that. I don't know. A big blue thing with a crater anyway. Possibly maybe a mini Death Star or something. I don't know. Um, looking Looking right in my face. And then, just off in the distance, there's something small, a small black metallic ball, by the looks of things. I don't know what that is yet. 
and uh, lovingly and technical um, astro astronomic descriptions. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and I've got a geezer. It's spewing water as we speak. Fantastic. Yeah. And I also found a massive hole, and I'm going to try and walk walk up to it because I can't fly there. I will tell you right now, unprompted, as the titles were were running, dear listeners who aren't um, in our Discord stage, um, you will have heard Ben say, that's a big hole, completely unwarranted um, without anybody else speaking, and it was glorious, and it was a soundbite I will definitely be taking. <laughs> Thank you kindly. Um, if you can't get in game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live, and clicking on live chat, you can also go to twitch.tv slash live radio we are live in other places if you know where those are you will be able to find us i ain't gonna list them you're better than that um let's start by finding out how people have been alec are you feeling better how are you doing my lovely yeah in a deep twist of fate out of game i've been tissue sampling i've managed to get through two entire boxes of tissues Gosh. And no, before Ben asks, I have not been wanking myself to death. I spent the last six days blowing my nose. Uh, <laughs> what were you going there and asking what you were blowing? Yes, you were. <laughs> yeah, I was quite poorly. Um, I am more or less recovered now, although uh, my poor wife and the son have caught it. So um, oh, no. the lurky lives on. Uh, it's just one of those, yeah, it's just one of those draining things, really. Mm -hmm. um, You're good blind. Sorry? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I slept a lot as well. I did the only thing I did do out of game that was fun, was quite fun to um alleviate the monotony is I went to see the new Indiana Jones film. Ooh. And I have to say, I don't know what is wrong with basically every single critic on the planet, but I thought it was flipping fantastic. Um okay. it was weird. Like the day before I'd stupidly read the reviews or some reviews, Googled for some reviews. Um, and they were, every single one of them were absolutely terrible. People hated the, the de-aging of Harrison Ford. They hated the plot. They hated his sidekick. Uh, they hated the ending. Oh, they hated everything. So I was braced for a, a, a sort of worse than Crystal Skull kind of film. Mm. Um, yeah, and the two and a half hours flew by. I thought it was terrific. I don't know, obviously, because I've I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but I've heard. I think I found this with a lot of films, actually, especially fan films or something like that. I guess I'd call it where the critics are shitting all over the film, but the fans are going, "Yeah, this is actually really good." It's just fun. Um, it's Indiana Jones yeah. versus the Nazis, and yeah, it's fun. I just don't know. I don't know. I I, I guess um, I, I guess the motto is go with low expectations, and you'll probably mm. love it. I don't know. I suppose yeah. I suppose so because you were you were braced for terrible and you've come out um, come out excited. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, every every minute I was thinking this isn't that bad. This isn't that bad. This is quite good. I'm enjoying this. You know. Yeah. Have you have you managed to get up from your deathbed and get do anything in game or? <laughs> yeah, well, in game as some people might have seen, I I've spent quite a lot of time docking SLFs with crashing ships. In, in, in epic recreations of the docking sequence of Interstellar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which was which was jolly good fun, actually. Um we we've I, I actually I'll tell you what, I, I have a I have a, a short statement to read, if I may. Because having done my docking challenge, um the Burpit were kind enough to to feature it on their Witchbase News. 
And Burr made some offhand comment about um, the next thing I'd be doing would be the same challenge, but with no life support, a cabin on fire, crashing over an, um, an active AX combat zone and a cockpit full of bees, which I sort of dismissed as, as a classic funny Burr witticism. Until I discovered, and much to my, well, much to everyone's surprise, that there are actually bees in the game as a, as a rare good. You can buy bees. Um, <laughs> so on that discovery, there was only one thing I could do. So I have spent the last three days attempting to fulfill Burr's pseudo-challenge. And I would now like to read a formal statement, because I, I don't give up on things often. but. I am sorry to report that I cannot, in all good conscience, continue with my efforts to fulfill Burr's challenge from last week's Witch-Based News to perform a no-time-precaution SLF docking exercise in a burning ship over an active AX combat zone with life support turned off and a cockpit full of angry bees. Apart from anything else, too many innocent bees have already died in the attempt, 72 so far. Specific problems attempting this challenge were as follows. One. The Corvette seems extremely reluctant to catch fire, despite raising its temperature to well over 200% heat with silent running, a problem compounded by the fact that it's not possible to launch a ship-launch fighter with silent running still active. Two, despite there being a small number of still-burning Thargoid invasion state ground sites available, none of them actually have any Thargoids present. Three, the small number of sites that are available all have a gravity of over 0.5 g, a gravity which is not conducive to the survival of a plummeting B-filled Corvette whose shields are off because of the aforementioned use of silent running to try and set the damn thing on fire. 4. Where the lack of oxygen and or 200% plus heat didn't kill the bees, the resultant fireball on the buildings below certainly did on all four attempts. 5. The considerable distance between these sites and my apiarist at Vernadsky Dock in the Volcam system has made resupplying bees an excessively time-consuming exercise. Regretfully yours, Commander Alec Turner. Thank you for your time. Wow. Well, well at least you um, explored every avenue before finally admitting defeat. I tried, and I don't often admit defeat, but um, yeah, that one beat me. <laughs> I have to admit, Alec, I was expecting you to read that in the style of Dr. Zeus. <laughs> well, you, did you want it to rhyme as well? I, I was wanting the rhyming and everything, yeah. And yeah, Katiana agrees with me. That is a big hole. It, 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 okay. Okay, awesome. Um, ben, how are you doing? <laughs> well, apart from stumbling into random big holes, uh, I've been, I've had precious little time in real life. Um, in, to do gamey things, but it was my wife's birthday um, last week, and we also ha and she had a, a lovely birthday party, which uh, basically invited pretty much everybody and their son to go and see it. Um, it was it was lovely and it was weird because I saw I seen saw people who I've not met I've not seen for like over ten years, and it's like. Yeah, you know, I had this memory of some like my nieces and nephews say, who were like last time I think I saw them, they were in nappies and you know so high, and now like they're teenagers drinking beer, um, and that that was a little bit surreal. Oh, and I also found out I, I'm a great uncle. I think it is a great um, uncle. Okay, I, th I think I'm a great uncle now. You're just um, a mediocre uncle, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that was. I was like, okay, I that yeah, that 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 is a thing now. Um, but it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Well, you'll. It was a lo- lovely weekend, just sort of catching up with everybody and things. That was great. Um, oh, I've, I've, I've also, I have managed to buy a house. Congratulations! Um, Woo-hoo! So, well done. Yeah, that I, I no longer have the threat of our landlord evicting us, <laughs> hanging over my neck like a sword of Damocles. I now just have the bank saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel ah. that. <laughs> I hear yeah. that entirely." Yeah. Um, and the first thing, of course, we have to go and do is buy a buy a uh, boiler for our our new house that we've lived in for the past fifteen years, because of course the landlord was wouldn't go off and replace the boiler that's royally math mental broken, um, seeing as he was just trying to sell the place. So I was like, yeah, thanks for that, um, which means like for the past two months or something like that, we've been we've had a very very dodgy boiler. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'm not doing anything with it because you're buying the place. Awesome. So have you got a moving date? We're not moving house. It's, it's our house. Oh, I see. We're, we're moving into our house. I see. As one does. Right. As, okay. as one does, yes. That's, uh, so, I didn't know that that was the case either. So I'm glad. Yeah. So we're basically, we, we have bought the house we've been renting for the past years. Oh, my um, God. That's the fact we don't have to they, do any. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing! That's like buying a house. I'm buying a house without any of the hassle of the packing. Oh, and yeah. oh man, that's awesome! The good news is, you know, we spent most of last year basically doing the house up after receiving multiple assurances from the landlord. Like, no, I've got no plans to sell the place. And then once you've done it up, he was like, "Yeah, you know, what? I'm going to sell it." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, thanks, you twat." Oh, brilliant! Yeah. So you felt right, Sodja. We'll buy it. <laughs> basically, yeah. Wow. Um, so it's all good, it's all awesome, and it, it's fine, and it's like, you know, we have the place and it's ours, uh, but that's also very scary, and it's like doing adulting and things. Um, Wild. As, as opposed to looking at lots of moons and planets in the sky, which is, is fun. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. I'm assuming then you, you said you didn't have that much time to get in-game. I'm assuming that's like zero time to get in-game. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. I, I had enough time this evening after I dashed home from work to to fly here and go, ooh, that's a big, that's a big That's a big hole. Oh, yeah. um, was, it was actually like when I was flying initially between this planet and that bluey one, I was like, ooh, that, this looks like it could, it could be fun, even if they don't sort of mush into each other. <laughs> awesome. How far away is this planet, Ben? It really does look it's, awesome. It's, it's about seven megameters when I was in my ship. No, I meant, I meant from, from Seoul to get to Oh, the it's, in, it's in the bubble. Oh, it was bloody hell. It was about nine yeah. jumps for me from Lave. You don't happen to know the radius of the planet you're on, do you? Uh, if I were in my SRV or my ship, I could find out, but I don't think... Can we find that out here? Does the system map not tell you? I don't know. Can I get to the system map from here? Sorry, I, I appreciate so. this is great radio, but um, I mean, <laughs> people might have already guessed that I'm, I'm curious about the possibility of circumnavigating this planet. It, it looks... It looks lovely. It looks it uh, looks like it might be a bit big. I don't know. I don't see any system maps here. Do you not just have a key button to open system map? Can you do that when you're... Yeah. Oh, I might. No, okay, my, my key that's bound to open system map yeah, is opening it's, the system. Yeah, no, it's an on-foot thing, I think. Oh, it's, Never a, it's mind. an extra one. Okay, well, I can, go, I can go and do that. You talk amongst yourselves for a bit. Okay, I've got an alternative plan for you, Ben. Could you, could you pace it out for me? 
Just walk around it, would you yeah, mind? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger and swivel. Yeah, just go and have a little walk, wander. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that ain't going to happen. Okay, cool. Well, well, what have I been up to? Um, you had back, a fight weekend, didn't you? I've, I've, had, I've, had, I've done loads of stuff this weekend. My back's still um, a bit broken. Um, but, you know, we're getting there. We're, we're t- literally taking baby steps because I can't take big paces because it makes my back hurt so much. Um, what have I been up to? Um, I'll start with in-game stuff. In-game stuff, we did a little bit of... Um, I've done a little bit of mining, um, a little bit of missions in the home system, which worked far too well and put everything in the wrong position that it needed to be for the BGS. So I haven't picked up Elite again <laughs> because I did I did too well at the things that I was wanting to do um, and uh, promptly... Um, saw that something was in the wrong place um out of game um we had our lovely meetup on saturday which was awesome it was really really nice it looks like a lovely afternoon it was it was a beautiful beautiful place um they'd reserved like a massive um area for us um for us all to sit and um we all sort of like crowded around two tables and um folks came on and people just kept turning up it was lovely and Artie was also there and he was such a good boy i was so proud of him he could have been the worst and he only really barked at one person um who incidentally is the person who is taking the picture that you can currently see <laughs> he wasn't a big fan of like one of my best friends but it was a really 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 lovely afternoon of full of wonderful people having a um having a few drinks and um and a giggle it just just was that i didn't stay until closing but i know that some people did and i feel i feel both sorry for their wallets and their heads the following day because quite a few of them had travel um so yeah it was really um it was really 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 good fun that happened the other thing that happened over the weekend is i launched um i launched my um D series which oh my god why did that catch in my throat um which is something that i've been working on for a really 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 long time working on getting the assets done casting and um like uh working on a whole series of different D&D things that I'm going to be going to be putting on my channel going forwards all under the role for adventure bracket. I am so, so excited about it. I could legitimately burst. But the first episode of that um, is going to be live on July the 16th at 3pm UK time. Um, a group of level one characters I've only announced one cast member so far and it's Katie. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm super, I'm super excited about it. We're currently in the process of announcing all of the cast members and it was a big, it was a big scary thing for me to do and put out there and I've worked really hard on it. So hopefully if you are at all interested in Dungeons and Dragons or you've not even or, or you've not even seen it before or anything like that. The first, um, the first thing that we're doing is really episodical. So you can, um, you can sort of drop in and out, uh, if you, if you want to episodes will be going up on YouTube afterwards as well. Um, it's every two weeks and I'm so stoked for it. Um, uh, that's, that's about it for what things that I have been doing. 
Um, mo it, I've mostly been sat in After Effects working on assets and finishing off everything for it. That's, um, that's about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was really, really, it's really good. It's really good. So let's move on to the dev news and then um, we will move on to the community news and the first thing that we'll do is bring in our special guest. Dev news wise, um, they are extending the summer, summer livery sale in the Elite Dangerous Game Store until July the 10th. Um, I think that covers pretty much everything. <laughs> I think, that, no, and as far as like the, the liveries. Um, oh, as far, well, it actually does pretty much cover the dev news. Well, I mean, no, no dev news means, means they're working on stuff and nothing's broken. Um, so I'm happy with that. But yeah, it looks like it covers pretty much everything that's in the store at the moment. So cool, that's extended um, until the 10th of July. Um, we also had our Galnet News Roundup because um, they're doing that every two weeks now. Um, Paul's back doing his Galnet News Roundup. Those are those are the deaf things that came out this week. Oh, there was a late bit of late breaking oh, news oh, today. Oh. Actually, Arthur told me ate a big sandwich. Wow! On Twitter earlier. I, today. I don't know necessarily that that's deaf news around Elite Dangerous Alex. Well, you know, we, we're obviously stretching this week, but I mean. <laughs> Um, so we'll move on to the community news, um, when it is my absolute pleasure to um, introduce our special guest, Station Commander Alan Stroud. Hi. Hello, how are you doing? I'm all right. Um, you, you sound like you've been busy. I've been really busy. <laughs> I've, been really, I've been really busy. It's a busier than usual week this week. Yeah, um, I that that makes me makes me sound tired. Uh, makes me think I'm tired, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it it sounds certainly pretty pretty full on. Yeah, it's good. I'm excited. I'm excited about everything. I'm also excited about your news. Well, I got lots of news. I mean, you know, the the news you know about then then is quite exciting. Um, I had a book out last month, which is pretty exciting. Um, Fantastic. The massive, massive dictionary of fantasy literature, which is 250,000 words, and you have to take a mortgage out to buy a copy because it's very <laughs> expensive. Um, I was in Belfast for, for, for research uh, last week, which um, I now get sent to conferences and workshops on uh, the future challenges we'll face as a, as a world in the next uh, 30, 40 years. This one was on uh, uh, kind of on 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 terrorist events, which was was interesting. Um, and then the kind of big thing that I came on for tonight was, um, uh, yeah, my my publisher has remastered uh, the Lave Revolution album, which was a Kickstarter um, pack back when I ran the Kickstarter for the Lave Revolution book, um, and was featured some of the tracks were featured in escape velocity uh when chris jarvis was was running that and um were the the soundtrack to the um to the audio drama of, of Lave revolution now what he's done is he's uh he's set it up so that it's now on it's going to be on apple music um and it is the forerunner to a completely new album which is coming out uh, a little bit later this year uh, which is connected to my my fractal series science fiction books um 
But as a as a sneak treat for everybody tonight, we've got track one of uh, the Lave Revolution album. So you'll get that at the end of the show, uh, which should be nice. Amazing. Um, can I can I ask, Alan, is that exclusive to Apple Music? or are there it, it, It's going to start at Apple Music, and then it will distribute to other places. Apparently, it will... Uh, the first track will be available from the 14th of July. So you've got the remastered version tonight as an exclusive um so yeah the first track will then um you will then be there on the 14th of july and then the whole album will you know to basically if you if you pre-buy it or whatever you know it basically the whole album then downloads automatically on the 28th of july so uh and that literally i got told that at our past seven this evening so you can't get stress. you can't get more on the bleeding edge than that. We've never had more <laughs> news. We've no, it's no. never it's never happened. Um, get, as a like this might be this might be super nerdy. Um, what 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 sort of processes? What what makes the remastered version different to the to the original version? So uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um. And and in part, I'm going to say I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. That's, <laughs> That's I why I asked because I, I didn't. Do it. Do it. <laughs> but but um, you know, I mean, I I the conversations that we've had, and, and he's got um, my publisher is a very very he's he's a book publisher. Uh, his name is Nick. Hi Nick, he's listening tonight. Um, he is a very very accomplished music, musician in his own right, and um. A few times we've had a few conversations about stuff, and he's asked me about my process, and and I've quite quickly recognised that um, I, I'm a bit more, uh, a, le- a little bit less able as a musician than he is. He is a little bit more knowledgeable about uh, about these things. However, you know the the mastering that I do when I I finish a music track is uh, fairly straightforward. Um, he has then worked a little bit of magic and wonder. Um, the difference is is basically in the balance quality when you listen. Mm-hmm. It just sounds bigger. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just sounds, you know, and when you're writing kind of orchestral or, or you know, instrumental ambient science fiction music, if you can make something sound a little bit bigger, it goes a long way. Yeah. No, I hear you. I definitely do. Um, again, Again, I'm I'm going to sound like someone who doesn't know anything, but I kind of don't. But um, the the full album, all of this is music written by you. Is that right? Yeah. So I mean, there's no reason you should. I mean, ten years ago, and it was ten years ago, which That's is just, wild. just yeah, just horrible, <laughs> isn't it? Um. So ten years ago, I put these tracks together. Um. Because we actually we had two quiet sons on the show about sort of episode three, I think episode four, something like that. And we listened to their album, and I hadn't composed any music. I, I, you know, I've, I've sort of always dabbled and kept my synthesizers. And uh, you know, some days they were sort of packed up, and some days they were rigged up to a computer and stuff. And so I listened to Two Quiet Sons because they, you know, we we had an exclusive to preview some of their tracks. And I thought, you know what? Actually, I could go back to this. So I I rebuilt my studio in the loft and um, just got cracking. And that was the point where. You know, I composed the show music. So I composed the, you know, the, the 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 what was the intro and outro to to Live Radio at the time, um, and it was a point where you know we were 
sort of in that middle of waiting for more things about the game and what the game music was going to be like. And so, you know, I just went, well, I'll, I'll have a crack at this. I'll see what, what I can do. And, you know, and really enjoyed just the process of, of getting back into, you know, to composing. Um, I've composed ever in 1993, 1992, you know, that was when I started writing music. So, um, yeah, you know, I basically, I go through sort of bouts of not and then coming back to it. And that really, you know, having the opportunity to do that. And of course the Kickstarter as well then made it because when you run a Kickstarter, you sit there and you go, what can I do? What can I do that people will like? What can I offer them? Yeah. And music was a, was a thing. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Well, not just stretch goals, but also rewards, just, just general rewards, you know, what things can I, you know, I'm going to give you a book, but what other things right. can I do that are in my control? Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. And it's it's all based on, on <clears throat> it's all based on the, the book specifically, or is it more so, ambient? Yeah, so um, it, 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 Chris used it in specific scenes. He used different tracks right. in specific scenes. So there are, you know, there are some moments that are, you know, um, there's one track in there that there's a moment in the book where uh, um, one of the ships is uh, doing a, a catastrophic atmospheric uh, uh, sort of landing, but, you know, it, it isn't a landing, it's a crash. And when I was writing the book, I made a decision that the character blacked out. Um, and because that seemed you know, seemed right, you know, that mm-hmm. they would, you know, the, the 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 stresses, the pressures were terrible, characters blacked out. So actually the 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 descent of the ship is a music track. You know, and that's so yeah. that's in the you know, so when I was writing I, I basically went, This is how this you know, this is 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 portrayed. So so it has a very close relationship with the book in that my music tends to be sort of it it tries to illustrate the the story um that that perhaps sounds a little weird in that it's obviously not pictures but what it's trying to do is it's trying to get your imagination it's trying to kick your imagination into imagining what's there and acting yeah. as a, a sort of adjunct so yeah i mean the track you're going to listen to tonight um you know the first first two bars you'll know it's elite um, okay. immediately um, it's the last track I composed for the album. Uh, it's a track that made me cry when I composed it because at that point we were, you know, we were we were going to get the game. We were, you know, it was getting very very close to, you know, to moments where everything was going to be delivered and everything else. And so I I sort of went back and went, okay, well I need to connect to something that is the memory of what i played um so i think anybody who who sort of has a connection to the original elite game immediately as that track starts they will understand where that comes from um it shifts from that beginning into something else um and at the time there was no representation of that particular music uh anyone who knows what i'm talking about sorry for being cryptic but there's a specific piece of music in the original Elite, which most people will know what I'm talking about. So at the point in time when this track was composed, 
uh, and when it came out, there was no representation of that within Elite Dangerous. I know that there is a representation of that in Elite Dangerous now, but at the time there wasn't. So, uh, you know, for me, it was it was about sort of reinvoking that and kind of bringing that back and and doing something a bit kind of mm. synthy to it as well. Because okay. I knew I knew that um, Frontier at that point I knew that Frontier were going orchestral, so they've they've kind of gone. You know, obviously with the the soundtrack that's in the game. It, it's orchestral and it's got a bit of of sort of synth and uh, and stuff to it, but it's mostly orchestral. Whereas I went a bit more Vangelis, and I'm okay. happy to to go a bit more Vangelis, which yeah. you know I'm I'm a bit more comfortable with. It's fascinating yeah, sure. that, that your own music can have that effect on you, though, because because I'm sure we all know there are certain bits of music from films or things that you were uh, you know that just get you like every time, even if you don't have the film in front of you. So I, I've I've done. And I've often sort of thought. I wonder what the comp- I wonder if the composer of that bit of music, who who must be so familiar with it, kind of still gets that from it. But I I yeah I I did a I did an article recently actually in um, uh, Focus magazine about writing and composing music as a writer, and it's quite a strange thing because in some respects you kind of sit there and go, I'm listening to my own stuff. Why Why is this? This is a bit weird or a bit insular that I'm listening to my own stuff and enjoying listening to my... I mean, in the moment when you compose it, you know, I, I, I would, I've said this before, uh, I will sit in the loft and conduct the rafters because my studio's in the loft. And so if I get something right, if it works, I'm, I'm ecstatic, you know, in that moment mm-hmm. of, of composition. But um, it's the most visceral thing ever. But the the moment when, yeah, later, it is a bit strange. But you, there's kind of a slightly different relationship, but there's also some of the same relationship in that, I don't know about you, but for me, music also invokes moments. You know, invokes... 100%, yeah, absolutely. The moment when I first heard X, or the moment when I, you know, or that, that lovely moment when this, or that lovely moment when that. You know, one example, um, REM, so um, Everybody Hurts. Uh, I was disappointed with my A-level results. I remember going <laughs> off for a drive with uh, with somebody at the time, and that being the, the track that we listened to, you know, and that... You know, you, you you that almost transports you back to that moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, so definitely. there is there is a similar kind of thing to um to some of these, you know, because they they can't not be profound, you know, in that there was a lot, you know, obviously there was a lot of emotion and 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 um connection, uh, passion, you know, into into composing these things for for that moment in time, you know, and and. You know, we we were making some incredible stuff. Chris was transforming things, you know, incredibly into to audio drama. So yeah, you know, I mean, it, it it meant a lot, you know, in in that moment. And and you can kind of, you know, you kind of reignite the 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 fire. You stamp on the on the uh, on the sparks, don't you? And uh, and sort of see if they it'll come back. Yeah. So yeah. Do you um when you when you've been writing Fractal? Because I know you said you said you're bringing out the album. Uh, yeah bringing out a new album as well. Do you find yourself when you've been writing the Fractal series, like getting to a certain point and going, I'm going to write some music around this particular point and making like a little mark or something in there? 
Yeah, very much so. Um, so, I mean, we've got, and this is, I mean, we've been talking about this for a little while now, but it's now it's now starting to probably properly finalise. So I have um, I have two books in the Fractal series out. I've now got six short books coming out, episode books coming out from September onwards, and the music album, which is. Uh, I think it's 12 tracks with two bonus tracks, if I remember rightly. So, and yeah, exactly that. You know, you basically either they kind of um, complement each other. So you either have that sort of relationship that I have with um, with the uh, with Lave Revolution, where there was this one track, Gallant Cremation. It's that scene. That's where it fits. Or you have these moments where you've written something and you've imagined it. And then the music kind of comes in and and sort of brings something extra to that that imaginative moment. Yeah. And then of course you have someone come in if they choose to make an audio drama out of it and they use the music and you kind of go, Wow, yeah, I you you found so you found the synergy between this and this that I thought about. Maybe instinctively I had an idea of, but I couldn't get it and you nailed it, you know. So there's always someone else you know sort of coming in and welding these things together when um you know when the 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 moment is right for sure what's your favorite track on the on lave revolution uh so the one you're going to listen to is it really awesome (laughs) yeah so 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 return of the elite is uh because it just breaks me um because of what it meant to, to write it yeah um Although some of the others, I mean, Evasion is the one that everybody kind of says is probably the best thing I've done. Um, and I went back and did Evasion 2 and Evasion 3 because they, they're, they're quite... You can, you can get in-game and you can um, get in a fight or go into Super Cruise and you can chuck Evasion on and you you're there you know that 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 just pumps you along that's that's great but yeah return of the elite is certainly the one that 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 really gets me which is why i i, I went you know if we're going to sample anything tonight we're going with that one Fantastic. Uh, because it's so elite you know uh in terms of what it is uh yeah fan fan flipping tastic remind us when that's out again remind us when we when we get to listen to okay so previews previews will start on the 14th of july on apple music um the apple music full release is on the 28th um and this is the forerunner so so the 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 remastering of the elite blade revolution album is the forerunner to the fractal album um i've had 10 years get a bit better <laughs> i'm not saying that you know i i i love the elite tracks i think you know they they were absolutely of a moment in my life the the fractal tracks are slightly more orchestral um because Amazing. i can do things with with stuff that i couldn't do then so but yeah so they'll be due out um later on this year hopefully and into next year so yeah wonderful composition technology has improved wildly over the last 10 years so i'm really excited to listen to them um that sounds really um really cool and when when does the fractals sit the 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 six books when so, the six books come out yeah they should start in september um that's what i've been told <laughs> they so, should start in september asterisk <laughs> i i've i have been you know i mean i i wrote 
pretty much all of them last summer. So I finished them sort of last October. So we've been kind of trying to, yeah, I mean, I think with every publisher, they're sort of trying to reset their windows and everything else in terms of getting back to, you know, the supply chains and everything. But, you know, we're, we're on it now and it's all, uh, yeah, and, and I would say the people I work with, I mean, they, they've been absolutely tremendously supportive of me um, throughout this process. So it's incredibly uh, wonderful and novel opportunity. Um, no pun intended. Uh, but yes, the you know they start in September, so so that will be great. And then we've you know the music will will sort of accompany the releases. I think I think Nick's planning to to put put some of the stuff out along with it as as we go. But uh, yeah, I've been sitting on quite a lot of music for quite a lot of time, and you know wanting to be able to share stuff with uh, with people, but uh, just a little bit longer. That's all we got to wait. Wonderful, and getting your getting all of your creativity out there that's fantastic i really look forward to it alan um thank you so much for coming and talking to us about that today that today it's quite. been it's been lovely to chat to you it feels like we never do this enough yeah quite all right it's, it's nice to have something to say you know um, <laughs> I, I i i would i would do a bit more in game but unfortunately now i i think my computer is just about done with being able to play elite at all so uh you know when uh, when the inflation rate goes down, and when uh, everyone manages to sort their, uh, uh, you know, their fixed rate mortgages out, maybe I can, I can kind of cobble together something to upgrade the PC, or who knows, I might sell some books. Then I can. Who do that. knows? <laughs> yeah, everybody buy Alan's book so he can play some elite. <laughs> that, that's the end goal, right? Surely. <laughs> obviously, obviously, the end goal. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us, Alan. That's been fantastic. Um, I feel like we should, um, by all means, feel free to stay around as well. If you want to hang around and come and chat and do stuff, more than happy for you to come and be here. It's no it's not a problem at all, obviously. I will put some dots in the chat window if there is anything that you say in the next hour or so that I feel pertinent to comment on. Fantastic. I, can't, I cannot wait. <laughs> Okay, so um, we, the community news, as we say, have been pretty, pretty slim this week. Um, the, um, the um, on, on the 4th of July, so from approximately 10.30, literally tonight, so if you're listening to this show tomorrow, it will have already happened. Um, the two surface installations in Rayonardi will um, be colliding. Um, the uh, Canon tried to make um, tried to ask for um, Frontier to do a CG rescuing the people who are on these stations. But unfortunately, um, I feel like that would be a little bit of a break of acknowledging that these two planets would be colliding. Yeah. And then yeah. having to I, do I, something I think they with sort it. of do. So I, I've seen them use feature like screenshots in their screenshots of the week thing that are clearly, you know, of things that are a little yeah. bit but I, So they, they don't entirely turn a blind eye. But yeah, making a CG is a bit much, I think. Mm, it, it would be like kind of admitting to it. And then everybody yeah. was fine and nothing was damaged and it was all good. It just feels a little. A little disingenuous. Um, uh, but um, then we also have, um, there, there's also the, as a reminder, the Canon Galactic Events calendar literally lists everything. There is a link to that in the show notes. Um, every single time that there is a, some planets that are about to collide will be written in the calendar. Yeah, these sort of things happen quite a lot, actually. In fact, I think this particular one is quite regular, funnily enough. I think it was only a month or so since it happened 
couple of months maybe oh, i can't remember but you know yeah there's a lot so if you miss this one you can usually find something you might have to you might have to fly a bit further than the bubble for the others but there's always something yeah there's always something like i was when i when i looked at it the last time i was really really surprised as to just quite how many how many things are are going on um it's a big galaxy but it is a big galaxy. You've, that's a very valid point that you make, Alec. Um, <laughs> we also, um, I had a quick look at EDSM. There is an exhibition launching on the 8th of July. It's Operation Eham. Um, it is a, um, a, oh, I'm not, I'm not saying what that is, but the, it's a Stellar Cartographers Guild ex- exhibition. It doesn't look like it's super long. Um Estimated distance, 41,000 light years. Looks quite fun. Looks like it might be fun to get involved with. If that is your jam, there's a link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, I think I think what we will I think what we will do now is um hop over to a short break and then when we come back, we'll look at the in-game events. Get ready. L-A-V-E Radio. There's bargains, bargains, bargains at Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium haven't just been slicing carcasses, but also slicing their prices. All unspecified meat sausages, now two for the price of one. A pack of assorted meat steaks, now with 50% more meat at half the price. How about chops? A surprising meat chops, now also 50% off. And introducing our massive meat hamper. It's a family of four. No, 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 that should say feeds a family of four, right? Stick to the script, Claire. It says it's a family of four. Okay, I'll stick to the script. Yeah, you do that. It's a family of four. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Find us in the Lave Business Directory or visit us next to the station mortuary. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. You'll wonder how our prices are so low. Have you found yourself in a spot of bother with those Xenos messing up your backyard? Oh, why are there Fargoids in my system? Can't leave the house without fear of a hyperdiction? Can't even get to work. Not that they've noticed, because everything's on fire there too. Sick of the amount of time it takes to scrub the caustic damage from those hard-to-reach places. Oh, f- f- oh it f***ing hurts. F- oh. Introducing... Dr. Pope's Caustic Burn Cream. Apply a few drops to the affected area and feel the euphoria of instant relief. After that, just wash the burn away. It's like it was meant to happen. It's so good, you can even use it on your ships. Thanks, Dr. Pope. My ship smells brand new. Dr. Pope's Caustic Burn Cream. The miracle that can happen. Side effects may include dizziness, constipation and itching sensation, worship of an obviously aggressive false deity, death and loss of sense of smell. Should you experience any of these symptoms, please contact your doctor immediately. Not Dr. Pope, though. He's busy. And we're back. Oh, that was a lot of me that you heard during those adverts then. Excellent. Okay. Um, before we talk about the in-game events that have happened this week, Alec, I know you wanted to touch on something that happened last week in the event. I did. I did. Because I, I do listen to the show. And um, you, You're you, the one then. Okay. I'm the one. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I know it's a bit disappointing. We're, we're means, we don't really have anyone at all. It's, it's just me. <laughs> yeah, the, the the audience with the preceptor Gelner article, I thought was was fascinating. Um, uh-huh. Particularly, you know, the last paragraph about how you know Sojourne sort of saying most of the stuff that the um that the far god folks are talking about was gibberish but there was this whole thing about insect like tunnels and uh you know in their in their mega ships this is fascinating now you guys i think i'm right in saying sort of talked about that possibly being a a, a prelude to walking around inside the titan maybe maybe not you, you sort of touched on that but maybe maybe not but the thing that i thought the thing that sprung to my mind is these these far god followers they've never been inside a titan they're, they're just a bunch of fanatics mm-hmm. that are idolizing something so they have no idea what it's like inside the titan so whatever it is that they've done to the inside of their mega ships is entirely their own fantasy yeah. so and unless unless frontier are kind of going to sweep that fact under the carpet a bit then then this has to, this can only be a prelude, in my mind, to walking around inside megaships, and, and I guess specifically the Far God megaship. And then what gets me is, why does it, hang on, where's the, where's the sentence? There's a thing that it specifically talks about, um, like a secret door, they couldn't find One a way. One cultist argued that they hadn't found the secret doors. Is the yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why drop that phrase into a game? Mm-hmm. Article? It's just doing my head in. It's like, are we going to have some kind of thing where we get on a far god mega ship uh, a far god mega ship sorry and and we get to walk around and we've got to find secret doors which we wouldn't have found if galnet hadn't given us this clue i don't know i just found this fascinating i i think a lot of us um um i think a lot of us uh, are just excited about the premise of more of w- what sounds like potentially small corridors things along those lines yeah, more Odyssey content yeah. <laughs> more than anything else. Yeah, I think you also said, you. "Are we getting our hopes up too much?" Maybe this, maybe this is just fluff in a Galnet article. Uh, you know, we have been there before, but yeah, well, we always get our hopes up. We always uh, like. I mean, this getting your hopes up, but but like, there's nothing to stop you from reading that and going, "Oh, th- it's definitely it seems to be pointing to something." Do um, you know? Mega ships have landing pads. That's a stupid question. No, it's not a stupid question. They don't, do they? Uh, I think they were. I I feel like, um, so some of them do. So like glorious prospect things along those lines. They have landing pads that you can land on, and because so, the mega ships go go to places sometimes oh, for CGs to be handed in one, and all of those. Nurses, yeah. obviously, yeah, yeah, of course they do. Some of them don't. The generation ships definitely don't because they all, they've got no one in them for the most part, um, or they're exploded, or there's there's terrible things happening. Um, there are a few ships. There are like the I think feel like the older mega ships that were in the game don't have those landing pads, but then the the newer ones do. Some of them you can. I think some of them you can just sort of like dot like go yeah. underneath the 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 thing in, but not not most of them. I think. Uh, as far as I'm aware, like the ones with cargo pod or carbo pod on the side. So it really they, is possible then. We really could land at this thing and then all oh, oh, Frontier have got to do, all they've got to do is just, you know, design some corridors and uh-huh. how hard can that be? And, oh. I, I mean, it's probably really difficult, but it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that it's not something that's happened um, well, at some point. Fingers crossed for that. Very interesting yeah. article. 
yeah um thanks for thanks for bringing it back up it's been lovely to talk about it again because like it's made me so excited alec yeah <laughs> um so this week what have we had we have had um the mining initiative began in Coca-Cola. Um, this was a, um, this is a CG. A CG started for just mining items. Um, so um, it was by the federal court basically saying, hey, we know the Fargoid war is still going on, but we've got to make money. Um, so we need to maintain everything so that we can continue to fund, fund the war, basically. And this was the... Um, federation being very specific about the things that they needed and the gifts that they needed in order to maintain their um fragile fragile economy apparently um but it was one of those ones where it specifies just mind items only there wasn't wasn't another way for it but i don't know that you can buy any of the items that they wanted either way yeah they introduced that ages ago didn't they They, yeah the very first time they ever did a mining initiative it didn't have that and you could just buy the stuff and then they were like okay yeah and it's quite cool that they can distinguish oh a hundred percent um i that was the the one time i logged on last week was to do well the one of the two times i logged on was to do a day's worth of mining i haven't mined for ages it was great to get all of my iron back no me neither did you do any core mining uh no i hate core mining i hate core mining with a passion no there's a really really good reason for it um i do a lot of um I do the majority of my time that I spend playing Elite Dangerous is spent while I'm streaming. Yeah. Um, and I have um, a very, very passionate audience who are really, really helpful. Um, okay. <laughs> you saying there's too much backseat mining going on. Far, far too much backseat mining going on. To the <laughs> that, one, that one on the right, that's the big glowing one. That one. I've, never, I've never, ever been so close to rage quitting Elite Dangerous <laughs> than I have been on those particular days. Um, so um, it, it's, it kind of sullied all of, um, all of core mining for me. So I don't wow, really touch great. it. And, that, and that's why. Um, okay. I, it looks fun. It looks really fun. I'd love to give it another go, but I just, it's the stress of being told to look for certain things which just aren't obvious to me. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, everyone's got their own opinion about what, what color, but you know, it's the ones that glow red with the black bits inside. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. somebody else would go, no, 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 they're more yellow and bright. And yeah, nobody. <laughs> it's the ones that look like a bit of popcorn. No, well, that no, is true. it is, it, the, ones it, it is the ones that look like a bit of popcorn. I'm fully aware of that. It's, it's great and everything, but um, I was told on no more than five separate occasions to look for the Lucas Arts logo, and I was like, "What the fuck have you been smoking?" <laughs> because I, I get That's it. Amazing. I get it from like a far, um, a f- like if I'm if I'm detaching from it and going, this is what I have to find. Okay, it does resemble a little bit the LucasArts logo. But when I'm looking at a yellow thing on a blue background, which is all um, pixelated because I've done the thing, and then someone's yelling at me in chat going, look for the LucasArts logo, I'm just like, legitimately, that is not the LucasArts logo. And then to to finish my stream and have them having DM'd the LucasArts logo to me, like that will help. Wow. Wow, I'm going to have to go and look at the LucasArts logo now. I've never heard this one. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? Anyway. <laughs> Amazing. I was asking because I wondered if the pulse wave scanner had been satisfactorily fixed, but um, never mind, I shall have to go and find out for myself. I, uh, yeah, yeah, you're not finding out from me. <laughs> Sorry, I had a bit of a rant there. My apologies. <laughs> 
Um, it was that was that was that was pr- proper traumatizing for me. Okay. Um, uh, um, sorry, I've just looked at the LucasArts logo. I, yeah, I see what people you mean. See it. You, I do I, see what people mean. But I mean, it's when ridiculous. I didn't even know what that looked like, it's completely <laughs> stupid. It's ridiculous. But yeah. I, do see, I do see what they mean. I don't, yeah, like removed from it now, I totally see what they what they mean. But at the time, I was just, I was the most frustrated I have ever been at one particular time, and I'm I not mean, putting that lightly. I mean, it also looks like a cat's bum crack, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 it looks like a bunch of scratches a lot of the time. Yeah. Okay, um, on the 30th of June, we had our Thargoid War update for June. I think this is the eighth iteration of this, the war reaching its eighth month, um, talking about the Portway series kind of that Aegis were um uh released um a little bit about, about azimuth biotech um aegis being Haha, we did better than you um <laughs> all, of the, all of those kind of things which is which is great it, again another another summary for maybe those commanders who are a little bit detached from the thargoid war currently i really like the fact that they're doing these um and these are like in-game articles what do you guys think yeah, i love them actually i um I don't know why. I don't. I, I've got a funny feeling. I didn't even look at the first couple because you know when you look, when you look at your sort of galnet list in game, and and we used to have this in the past where there were different types of article that got published published in galnet, and there were articles that were kind of like this has got story and is worth a read, and there were articles that were like this is just a computer generated list of numbers and is completely tedious and uninteresting. And I think for some stupid reason, I thought these Thargoid War updates were the latter. That they were just like statistics, and then oh, when, right, I okay. read, when I actually read one, it's like, oh, this is really good. It's like proper, it's proper it's writing and context. journalistic review of the war situation, and it's good stuff. Awesome. What about you, Ben? Do you do you do you read much Galnet, Ben? I generally watch Pete's summary, to be honest. Fair. Um, although now that they're sort of, I, I, I'll read Pete's summary. I, I love Paul's summary. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I guess that's a good thing that I could, if I wanted to, I could read them out of game, I guess. Um, but no, generally I, I'll, I keep abreast of most of the things unless it's something that really grabs me. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll listen to the summary to keep abreast of it. And then if there's a story in the summary that grabs me, I go back to the original source. Can I jump in on that Paul's summary thing, actually? Because I had mm-hmm. a thought reading Paul's summary today. Do you think... Can I phrase this? That he's a nonsense person? Yes, yes, I do. I'm sure he is, and it's very <laughs> funny nonsense. But do you think he's aware of where these stories are going or is briefed and and make sure mm. not to say certain things that are just not a correct interpretation of the Galnet news? Or do you think maybe somebody reviews them and just says, could you change that word? Because that's not true otherwise. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can, I would can, say- can we interpret? I suppose what I'm really saying is, can we interpret anything from reading Paul's Galnet News and what he says and maybe what he doesn't say? Probably not. Probably not. Mm, I, I don't think we could. I, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't feel confident in doing it because I feel like we could probably look back at them and retroactively piece something together. But I don't think that necessarily means that 
he was clued in or accurate at the time. I'm sure he knows what's going on. He knows what's going on, but I think he is um, shrewd enough to be able to do it, yeah. It's not the medium they would use to hint at anything. For sure, no. for sure. This is just a li- this is a little bit of fun yeah. for um, every every couple of weeks, um, which is you know, it's nice to see. I really like them. Cool. I think that confirms my suspicions. Yeah. Cool. Okay. On the third of July, um, we had a um, Galnet article saying the Imperial Mother is in a medical emergency, which was huge news to me because I didn't know that the Imperial Mother still was alive. Um, uh, she was under medical supervision following a sudden illness. Um, then they're not sharing the illness. I don't know where this is going to go. Whether this is going to um, come to any sort of fruition. Um, Baffled me, I must say. I, I, I'm not sure I was even aware of this character. Have we ever heard of this character before? Now, I will I will come back to you on that because I imagine I'm going to get some sort of DM going, um, yes, yes, we are. We Apparently, we have heard of this character before. Um, but um, I'm sure I'll get some more information. Um, I've just been told off. I'm sure we'll get some more information um, in in a bit. But she is um, she she like there was some sort of problem, I think, with her. Event. Actually, I'm I'm not clear on this at all in the slightest. But I'm sure I will get some information in a minute. She married the emperor to legitimise Arissa's claim to the throne. Apparently. Right. Okay. I don't know where this information has come from. I'm not. She's probably. She's probably in the, um, oh, that is juicy. Her first husband was the emperor's best friend. It's probably in the codex. Crikey. It's like a soap opera. It is like a soap opera. I feel like, I feel like I've been told this by um, Katie before, that it, it, the imperial stuff reads like a soap opera. Um, so, um, yeah, so she's in a medical emergency. Not sure what that's going to happen. Um, I... Um, if that is the case, if she dies, would that weaken Arissa's claims? Apparently not, <laughs> I'm being told. Can I interrupt <laughs> yeah, absolutely. for a moment? Because you've done this in the past. What what the fuck is Ben doing? I oh. got blasted into space by a geezer. Ah, right. Oh. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going down or not, or if I'm going <laughs> It's <laughs> you'll get you'll get hit back down when you're going to get sandwiched in between two planets this is going to be I, I, no you're walking I, down you're walking down <laughs> title of my sex thing <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry Wild. Yes, I, I think i am going down I, <laughs> title of your follow-up sex thing <laughs> <laughs> Um, for 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 those who may be listening, we're currently watching. Um, we Ben has been um, ejaculated into the air by oh, a Jesus <laughs> and um, is currently ever so slowly falling down to his death. One can only imagine. I, I might I might make the landing, but I don't. I I, I yeah maybe. Um, He's doing the the very funny human in space animation <laughs> is. Yeah, it, it doesn't work so well. But on the right side, I have been back, invited back into the team. It is a strange um, animation, isn't it? Do you think Frontier didn't anticipate humans stepping into geezers? Oh, and they must have done. They must have. There's no way on earth that they couldn't have. 
assumed that that was something that we would do. Right. It's just a strange animation to represent a human floating mm-hmm. in space. It seems a strange, shame, a strange <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I, I mean, I've never been blasted into space by a geezer, nor have I, <laughs> I spent how long this takes. Bad, but it, it, it is a weird animation. It's an odd running motion, but yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. like to see the arms windmilling a bit more, I think. And some, some like, ah, I'm going to die kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, my face doesn't even have the grimace expression on it. They could at least put that on, couldn't they? It's it's like you're in mid giant jump. It's like that's what the animation software is attempting to do at this point. He's thinking, well, he's left the ground and he hasn't landed yet, so I'm in mid jump animation. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, just I have fl- no idea. He's just a floaty it. little guy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so sort of thanks to that break, I now have the information that I was after. Oh, and also and- in 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 chat, can, can can we place our bets on whether Ben will survive the landing or not? <laughs> He's definitely not going to survive the landing. I can tell you that for free. Um, okay, so yeah, the the um, information that I need. She didn't marry the emperor to legitimise the rest of the to the throne. She um, there was a plan to um, marry. But um, he was um, Hengist was assassinated before that could take place. Um, but he did. There was a DNA test that confirmed that um, Arissa was Hengist's daughter. So that is still accurate. Um, and that's yeah, um, yeah. So he, I think it was it was an illegitimate relationship or like an affair between Hengist and Florence and then or some kind of relationship between Hengist and Florence but Florence was wedded to somebody else I think that's the information that I'm getting um that's what I'm trying to interpret very quickly um have you died Ben I splattered amazing Add that to the compilation of 101 Amusing Ways to Die in Elite Dangerous. Exactly. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah, so that was our that was our Galnet News um, this week. Probably going to get more and more information coming from Katie, but I cannot read that fast. So um, I think in that case, it is that time of the week again. Ooh, store alert! <laughs> So nothing new in the store um, at the moment. However, we do have um, some news about the carapace packs. Um, they are reduced at the moment until the 10th of July alongside everything else. And um, I feel like we put these in because they look really cool and I really like them. I didn't put them in. So somebody else put these no. in the show notes. I, I put them in because they were basically Frontier were like, hey, you can even get the carapace packs going cheap. Hey, um, absolutely. Uh, okay, um, I'll take that. 
You know the screenshots that they use to show these, particularly the first one in our show notes. I don't know what the sequence is for people on Twitch, but there's 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 one particular one where you've got one, two, you've got four ships, and they're all sort of coming at you, mm-hmm. and their 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 engine trails converge beautifully on a single point all behind them. Do you think? How do you think they make these screenshots? Shenanigans and tomfoolery. Hmm. It's beautiful. That's they're really, really, they're really good. Screenshot. I love that screenshot. I'd love for them to actually be flying in formation like this. I mean, I'm trying to think of other ways of doing it, but but it looks it it, mm, it looks all, for all the world like they might have done. It's it's lovely. The the way their vapor trails all converge yeah. at the point is is fantastic. I wonder it's if it's going to be rainbow to... vapor trails. I hundred percent. Like I mean, well, yes, it's. It, we, we're, we're out of Pride Month and into Disability Pride Month. I'm still holding out for rainbows. I'm not going to lie. Um, but we maybe maybe there's a way that Frontier have to control multiple multiple ships with one set of controls. So even if they just move them ever so slightly, it's all still going on the same rate. Probably, probably that seems like something that they would easily be able to. We know that they can use dev magic, as they call it, to mm-hmm. to place ships in very exact positions. Yeah, but these all have trails as well. Yeah, but if you place everything in an exact position and orientation, and then yeah. all you do is accelerate, maybe you'd get that? Possibly. I don't know. Possibly. It looks I, this, really cool. this is the kind of thing I think I'd, I'd ask somebody who, who knows about this stuff like Rini. I can see Rini knowing how to do this kind of magic. Yeah, it'd be interesting to ask how difficult she thinks it would be. Speaking of Rini, actually, and this shot has just reminded me of a thing I was going to say in the in the right at the intro about what I've been up to this week. On on Sunday, um, so it, I hadn't sort of spotted this coming, but it was the Burr Pitt's fifth birthday anniversary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe just last week. That was, so the channel has been running five years now. And they did a little impromptu in-game meetup on one of the, you know, the sort of many beautiful planets that Rini has in her sort of book of <laughs> go for community meetups. It was absolutely gorgeous, and um, we were really just sort of not not formation flying, but you know, sort of follow the leader flying while while they did some filming. But there was a good thirty commanders in just such an astounding variety of ships and vapor trail colors and and we were just like for nearly two hours just doing follow the leader around these canyons and things. it's so pretty being it's in like any any sort of like mass fly events and it's really good isn't things it like yeah, that. I, I love them it's really good and, and like a mass fly mass jump all of that kind of stuff oh it it just reminds me how beautiful the, this game is and also also it's not just that it's like meeting up with like a bunch of commanders um in j- just like where in on foot as well is yeah. really cool like all yeah, of it is yeah, super cool really like Oh, we found it, and, and, and another really interesting thing i didn't know uh, now how did this happen so it was at the end uh the burp are very much a pve group uh and their meetups so you know don't shoot each other kind of thing but 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 things got a bit silly at the end and it was like i'll go on then all shoot bird just for a laugh and that sort of thing and one thing that happened that was fascinating, now how did this happen? Somebody, because there was a good 30 plus in the instance, I think somebody had got a landed ship and then tried to get out on foot and the game didn't like it because there was, I guess, because there wasn't room in the instance for both their ship and their commander as separate entities. 
so what happened was that their their on foot commander never quite materialized but the rest of us could see their ship but their ship was in this sort of um i suppose like a zombie state so it looked like a perfectly normal ship but it was completely invulnerable Mm. to fire so everyone was shooting at it so you got like 29 ships shooting at this um i think it was uh uh what's the one with the little flappy wings Uh, peel back peel back that was it it was like 29 ships all giving, shooting everything they had at this little keelback. And I was in the SRV at that time, so I was up quite close to it. I have never seen so many bullet holes modelled in a ship. I mean, there were thousands. <laughs> it was just... Amazing. It was like Swiss cheese. Amazing. The, the entire surface and, of this keelback was just with bullet holes. I tell you what, that's a really good segue to say, we're going to take another little break for a moment, and when we come back, let's talk about more of our more of our favourite multiplayer experiences. Cool. Lave Radio, broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy. Space is vast, and pirates have needs just like anyone else. Introducing the Lonely Pirate Handbook, the ultimate resource for lonely pirates. Our guide covers the hot spots and not spots of interstellar space, from smugglers' dens to space station taverns, with helpful chapters such as how to be presentable in polite society, how to get rid of that nefarious rank, and my favorite, occasionally shower. Are your early advances often mistaken for attempts to rob or plunder? Oh, I've come a long way for what's in your hold. Prepare to be boarded. Friendship charge detected. Oh. Buy today and receive the Lonely Pirates chat-up guide for free. I've got a very large hard point. Would you like to see my very large hard point? You're so hot. You're making my temperature critical. Lower your shields. I want to inspect the goods. Come back to my place. I might let you touch my A-rated anaconda. Are you smuggling illegal goods? Because you've got fine written all over you. The Lonely Pirate's Handbook. Now available in all Anarchy bookstores. We'll teach you to loot anyone's heart. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of Admiral, an Imperial King no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10 credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000 credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Ari. Clary's mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. 
Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow, the bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing and more. I plan to operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Cadaver Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. And we're back. Okay, so um, it, it was something that we asked of um, part at, like at the worst time when Twitter was all down. But also, I just thought I'd like check in with you folks as well. Um, like asking what your favorite multiplayer experiences are. We've just had a lovely story from um from Alec um about um the Burpit Fly event. I've got a couple that are that are Burpit related. I've got a couple like that aren't but um if any e- either of you want to chime in um if there's any experiences that you've had playing with a group of folks in Elite. Well then I'll start. I, 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 oh no go Ben. Go go go. I'm I'm gonna actually have to go with Something that happened, I guess, technically midway through Distant Worlds 2. Okay. Um, when Commander Shan, if we all remember him, invited me into his ship. And then Shan and I were basically just flying around the surface of the planet that was set at the end of the... That was basically at the end point... And we'd done all the official, you know, congratulations, you made it to make a point thing. Um, and then it was just a very special moment, actually, for Shan and I. Yeah. Uh, we're just flying around the planet, and he had he had a thing he wanted to do. Um, and I I was I was there as well, and it was just you know that was just a beautiful beautiful moment. Um, I've got the obligatory. Yeah, you know, all of the the um the the, the math jumps that we yeah. did. I mean, yeah, you know, it was it was epic, it was great, and it was absolutely hilarious seeing who among us will actually make it to the other side without being kicked off. Because <laughs> um, obviously, you know, we were all on Discord as like right three, two, one, jump, and then you just see like you know, hundred of you leave the system. And five people maybe make it, uh, and that 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 was great. Um, How many people do you think has were, were in the biggest mass jump that you did? I honestly, it felt like hundreds, but it wasn't. Probably like forty or something. Pro- probably about that. Um, I've heard stories of yeah. trip digits, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know necessarily I, 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 how true that is. Yeah. What I think they actually they wound up doing for the the biggest one that I was involved with was okay. We were like you know we basically we had there were hundreds, but it was split across a bunch of different instances. Yeah, like right, you guys, you're all over an instance A, and you 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 all wing up and group up with that lot, 
and you're in channel in that channel, and then we'll do that one, we'll do that one, we'll do that one. And then all of the channel leaders were basically, right, we're all jumping now. And poor Dav was probably going, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Um, although Dav was jumping with us, so, hey, you know, he was he was part of the problem. Um, that was that was a beautiful thing. I guess the other thing would be the the jaunt to Jack's, where basically we were trying to coordinate a bunch of ships at the end to spell out J two J in let in using our ships as letters. Right. Okay. Um, and that that was a lot of fun, purely because of it's like right, just move move yourself forward, backwards, up, down, left, and it was just. That was just madness. Um, I think they're, they're the ones that immediately jump out and stick stick with me. Amazing. Amazing. Go on then, Alec. Yeah, there's so, there's, there's so many. I didn't go on either of the really big expeditions that the um, um, Distant Worlds or Distant Worlds 2. Um, I suppose my first sort of, multi, sort of multiplayer experiences were when I used to do a lot of fuel ratting. I mean, there's, there's sort of Typically, just two of you, or maybe three of you, you know, if a couple of rats fly out for a rescue. But they were always really special because they're certainly at the time, typically pretty much brand new players that are running out of fuel or, you know, very new to the game. Oh, and so, you know, and so often, just they're, they're, often I think when you play a multiplayer game, especially if you haven't maybe played them before. And particularly with a game like Elite, where we're all so spread out, so you're not seeing people very often. I think for some people, the very first time they actually see another commander is is quite a, oh my god, I never realised yeah. this, this could actually happen kind of moment. So the idea of you know sitting there in a video game and you've run out of fuel and your screen is black and it's quiet and you're thinking, is anybody really coming? And then a ship just suddenly woof, drops into the instance and start sending you fuel it was always great i used to love doing that um i've done i i did um the fuel writing yeah that 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 really evokes some memories because we i did some fuel writing back when it was when um Elite Dangerous was free on Epic, and um, oh yeah, that was super busy, wasn't it? That yeah, time? the rats were floundering. There was a lot of stuff going on, and um, I, I, I don't, I, I don't have the time to be able to devote to fuel writing. I would love to be able to, but it, it's just not. It's just a pipe dream. But being able to have like those experiences of refueling other commanders are so special. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, 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 they are. Uh, the other one I was going to mention, uh, uh, well, two actually, was um, obviously for me the first great planetary expedition, the the one I organised, where we drove SRVs around a planet for, uh, I, I mean, about a month. Some people did it a little bit quicker and some people took it a lot longer. But that was great because I sort of had, I knew technically it was possible. I'd already driven around a planet, so I knew that it worked, you know, and that the it would happily just keep generating more landscape until you ended up back where you started. Um, you know, but I didn't know how it would work as a social thing, uh, particularly with time zones and things. And what was really nice, and there weren't that many of us compared to the big expeditions. I think there was maybe 30 or 40 that, that certainly started out on that. Um, and what was really nice was seeing people form up into little 
time zone specific groups you know we were all strangers to each other largely at the beginning few people that knew each other i suppose but it was just such a sort of lovely fun expedition and and seeing people slowly sort of form up and go oh i'm on at that time of night do you want to drive together for a bit and you'd sort of log on and you'd be chatting on discord asking where people were and they'd be oh i'm driving with so and so at the moment and we've just crossed the north pole or something it was terrific that's really awesome yeah i love cool. that I love that. I remember when I first started playing Elite, there was um, there was the Colonia Initiative. So the um, delivering, what was it, like tourist guides or some kind of pamphlet or some shit. I can't even remember what it was now, but you're delivering something to Jack's um, because Jack's station had just been discovered, something on those lines. Um, please, cor- please correct me if I'm if I'm fully inaccurate with this, but we used to... Um, there, there, was, there was a couple of CGs. Yeah. Um, one was to basically help fix and repair uh, jacks, and oh, that then uh, that was the one I took part in. And then you might be right; there was another one too. It was travel guides. Come, yeah, come out and see us. It was the travel guides for setting up more populated yeah. systems. Um, so that's for actually I'm, I'm, being, up I'm being reliably informed by Kremen of Kremen's respite in Colonia. <laughs> <laughs> And um, it it was a really, it was, that was a really interesting time for me. That was, um, as someone who hadn't played a lot of, um, hadn't really played any MMORPGs, anything along those lines, wasn't, wasn't really fully aware of the, the nuance of playing a video game and working together like that. Even just getting the very, the very sort of tail end of that. Um, cause it was, it was just sort of like at the point where it was beginning to wrap up and, um, finding out about that and being able to just go and go and grab some travel guides and hand that do the handover and working in that big group. And then at the other end, there were people in Colonia picking, taking the travel guides and putting them back. And it was a big, um, it was such a big undertaking, but it was so many, uh, so many commanders from all over the world working together to do these things. Um, I thought that was a really, really, really excellent. Um, yeah, cool. um, other things that I have, I have done huge, huge um, props to an Odyssey content thing where I think it was our squadron's second birthday, I want to say, and we'd all, we organized, it might be our first, second, second, it must be second. Time is, time is an illusion, lunchtime, doubly so. Um, we did a, um, this massive, we just found a war somewhere, a CZ somewhere, and I think there were like 20 of us all in a frontline ship, all at the frontline base go, um, at, at the, um, at the Coriolis, um, going to the same spot and queuing in the Coriolis in all our individual front lines because you can't have two men in a front line, no, sir. Um, and all of us flew out there and the instancing was great and it was just pick a side, any side, and just free for all, old school PvP, really evoked like 1.6. Uh, CS 1.6 fun um, and it, that's probably the biggest laugh where the game has worked <laughs> um, that, I, that I've experienced um, the, we did um, a mass uh, I say a mass jump it wasn't a mass jump it was everybody was, was in one fleet carrier and that fleet carrier jumped 
Um, and that was a burr pit thing. I think we had more people than seats. So people were sat on top of each other. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, because yeah. everyone sort of de-instanced with the carrier and, yeah. like and were left drifting. And, yeah, yeah. we watched, we watched some people just like fall out of the floor. <laughs> and some of us went, uh, went across. That was really, really fun. Really fun as well. Um, and like none of these are huge PvP moments or anything along those lines, with the exception of the the shooting each other in a um, controlled CZ. But um, it, oh, it was just—it's just so much fun. This game is so much fun. Sure is. Can we find out what sort of great multiplayer moments our community have had? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, because it was genuinely the question that I asked on Twitter um, during the Twitter moment shall we say um when everything was uh, yeah what's going on twitter's imploding at the moment folks mm. so keep a lookout for the community questions we'll retweet them a couple of times during the week just in case it happens again um so um and alec will also put them on the forums am i right to say that actually live well now? i mean th- th- as it happens by a complete well yes i think a complete coincidence there was a thread on the forums about multiplayer stuff so i did just sort of say Hey folks, we've got this great question going on on Twitter that if you want to chip in, and I posted the link, and then because I was completely sort of blissfully unaware of what Twitter was up to, and then everyone was going, "I can't see it. I don't have an account. Why are you using Twitter?" Etc. Well, et et because, because we used because the forums are stupid. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so, I, so I did repost it, but yeah, I'll have to think of a way hmm, tricky. I mean we do have a live radio thread but I think I'm literally the only person that reads it and Ben <laughs> studiously or somebody studiously posts a link to the live radio episode every week and yeah, I studiously like it <laughs> and I appreciate you liking it somebody's got to I think that's about it so, you're yeah. the one we told you Alec you're the one <laughs> it's me, it's me. <laughs> amazing Amazing, yeah. So we asked this, asked this question. Um, uh, Shockbait on the forums um, says, I remember way back when I was a newbie pilot just after the epic giveaway. Hey, hey, there were several crash anacondas being discovered. I was heading out to the most recently discovered crash site, and when I arrived, I saw there was already two other commanders on the ground in SLVs. I went out of my way to fly around their SLVs so they wouldn't think I was hostile, and landed near their ships and deployed my own SLV. Between that time and arriving at the crash site, five more commanders arrived at the scene, all friendly, though I did get nervous when the FDL showed up, but they never shot at anyone. The best part was when I managed to get my scarabs stuck on some random crash debris, and just about the time I was preparing to ask for help, I noticed a hollow triangle approaching rapidly. Some other commander had witnessed my idiocy and struggled to get free, and was already en route to ram me free. To this day, I don't know who that commander was, but <laughs> if you're reading this, thanks, bud. That's awesome oh, i love nice. that yeah. do you know what i like about that is is it it shows that thing and, and i've i have heard this again and again the sort of surprise at people being nice <laughs> with elite not not just in multiplayer in fact i've seen it on you know on facebook or you know when when somebody joins a facebook the, one of the two or three big elite facebook groups asks a question and somebody actually answers it or even on the forum you know somebody po- and somebody actually answers it and answers it nicely yeah I, can't, I, I often see people going people are actually nice in this game you know it's that, that thing um that i said earlier that people are really really helpful yeah, it, it, it harks back. It harks back to that. the The last thing, the only thing that people who who play elite want to have is more people playing elite. And if those if people are struggling, then we will do what we can to help. Absolutely. 
And I, I love that. I love that. And I think the epic giveaway wasn't that just before Christmas. So is Shockbait talking about the Winking Cat mm. gifts? I'm not sure. I feel no, I like it was ages ago. The epic giveaway. I, I feel like that's it. That's the same. I feel like that's the right timeline. Could be. Could be. Amazing. Nice. Incredible. I love it. I love it. Now we have a Paphos who was with Nikki Dangerous doing an on foot mission. This is a sentence which starts um, amazingly as it is. Um, I was distracting an NPC while Nikki sneaked up behind them to zap them in the bum. This sounds like Nikki. Just as she charged the overload tool, the NPC moved and I got zapped in the nuts instead. <laughs> it was so hilarious. Oh, I love that. I love that. I should imagine there's a clip of that. That's excellent. Yeah, we need the same. We haven't got clips of all these. That's so really funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool because I was asking about whether you could zap people in the back before uh, last, just last week or the week before. So um, <laughs> you could zap them in the front as well. <laughs> it's equal opportunities, both front and back. Yeah. Oh wow. Um Katiana says, um, when we had the birthday celebrations for the squadron and found a random war and fought each other for hours. That is the one that I'm talking about. Old school FPS styles, just ace. It really was. Incidentally, Katie's the only only cast member that I've announced so far for my 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 thing. Um, but there'll be more of those. Anyway, <laughs> it, did, you, it was... did you take sides in this thing? Okay, so the first the first thing that we did was um it was just everybody free for pick a side and then one side dominated. Right. So I had we were all in Discord, we were all in voice, and um I looked down the list and I made snap decisions based on who was there. Um I didn't at all go one but like you were going to this team, you were going to that team. I literally told them who to assign themselves to. And then it got um it got interesting. <laughs> then it then it became um more of like a um a tricky battle um after people had um people had picked their own because it was properly free for all so some people were in fully grade five stuff and some people were just in grade one um i've been talking about doing it again for a really long time but i've been really busy I... alan, alan did you want to chip in on this one uh, that was, that was something. yeah so i was gonna i was gonna sort of give a shout out back to the alpha uh so when we had the instances of uh sort of testing areas and prior to us having a space station to get into we had a a sort of team v team uh battle over um over some fleet ships which was really really good and there was one point where we as a crew basically we did a did an episode and then i think we we all got together and went in there on one side in that which was great fun you know so that was uh was uh myself john uh foz and grant i think actually um who who did that so then there was we had um i loved beam weapons absolutely loved beam weapons because i could snipe using beam weapons and they were massively overpowered in the uh, uh in the, the play test so colin i think at least once maybe several other people might have been on the receiving end of uh, a, a little sidewinder popping up from behind an asteroid and just <laughs> beaming the crap out of somebody amazing in the asteroid uh which i i kind of felt that um when we were doing the alpha and uh and play testing every piece of pvp was legitimate every piece of uh, abusive 
PvP was legitimate because you were kind of testing the game and it was all a laugh. Sure. Well, I'm, you, I'm you kidding you, I'm testing the game! <laughs> am, am I... Because I, I wasn't in the beta, I only joined it like a month elite, a month before the game came out. But am I right in thinking that there were a few times during the, the development beta phase where there were wipes of the server and everyone used to have a massive free-for-all the day before the wipe? Uh, I don't I don't remember because this was alpha, you know, for me it was the because I didn't really do any um kind of build up of my character, you know, or build up of my, you know, my my commander as yeah. it were. You know, I, I basically just came in and blasted around in a in a sidewinder until such point as there was a full game. So yeah, so um yeah, I I, I probably if there were wipes like that in beta, then I've probably missed them. Um, they certainly they've been wiped from my memory, so I, clearly my clearly my brain was wiped at the same time. I think if I remember correctly, in the alpha when we had the different scenarios like ethics and credits, etc., we didn't have wipes because essentially every game, every yeah. every time you went in was a new game, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. You know, there was nothing um, to, nothing to gain. You know, you were basically in there to just fly around and shoot people. Yeah, uh, but once we got in, once we had the the pill and then the bubble. Um, the I think there were a couple of little wipes because, and actually, I know there were wipes because I know that Colin was pissed off because he wasn't doing anything in the gamma because he thought it was going to be another wipe before it went into the real thing. Uh, so I know there were definitely wipes there. I actually like, just uh, talking about the the alpha reminded me. As I said a couple of seconds ago, the alpha was a bunch of different scenarios. Uh, and you basically you selected which scenario you wanted to log into from the main menu. Oh. But two of the scenarios were actually close enough that if you went into one and a friend went into another one, you could essentially... You, you could point at where you've kind of figured out roughly you should be and fly. I don't even think there was super cruise. There wasn't. There was no super there must cruise. Have been if a normal you're going to do it. <laughs> no way. So these scenarios in, were in real space, but not actually that far from each other. So exactly. you could actually fly yeah. between. That's hilarious. I love That's that. We could actually fly from you know, one scenario to the other and then meet up in the middle. Brilliant. Which I think that kind of gave me the whole okay, this is this is actually a big one one universe kind of game. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's very cool. Yeah, that, that that was that was epic. I I I miss those scenarios. They were fun. Yeah. And of course, you have the obligatory you know, let's go and dump fifty bajillion tons of bio wastes. Obviously, um, you know, purely for testing purposes. Before they went off and deleted things after you after you've ejected 20, 20 canisters or something like that. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, we have Commander Andrew Johnson. He says, loving playing in multiplayer, especially on foot CZs. How you like was a commander team I'll say that again. Highlight was a commander teammate jumping on an enemy dropship and we dropped back into the battle, but on the opposite side to the rest of us. <laughs> oh, elite, never change. Um, we have um, 
Seraphin, who um, says, I do love Multicrew for all its tech faults. I most recently used it to get a friend who only occasionally jumps into Elite into Xeno combat by becoming my gunner. We flew in a squad action and he got to experience all the fun without having to spend all the grind time. That's pretty cool, actually, isn't it? I don't think Multicrew gets... I, I could be wrong. I don't think it gets used very much, but it's nice to hear. It's lovely to hear when people when people use it and it's successful. I think... I think it still needs work. Uh, yeah. I'd love it to be that little tiny bit more um, more reliable, um, and then I, I think people would use it. I'd love, I'd love to. I know, I know, my sister isn't going to grind to get to the centre of a maelstrom and see a titan. I'd love to take her um, to go and. Yeah, go I and wish there her. was a better way of advertising what you're doing you know so, so so titan's a great example actually you know if i'm in the titan and i happen to be in a multi-crew compatible ship i'd love to be able to just put out a thing a system-wide thing somehow that says hey i'm in this environment if anyone wants to jump in my ship and come yeah that's what yeah that would be really really useful um uh cohort and he says um my highlight was one time multi-crew with my friend worked out without bugs of the game crashing there we go there's an idea um <laughs> was a fun time dog fighting in ship launch fighters um zach smash says what a name like big shout out to zach right now um, <laughs> joining the game back in 2017 and watching an old school friend who like me was crazy about the original leak back in 85 86 leaving a space station to meet me for the very first time my long gone 15 year old school school boy self was simply grinning a huge wow yeah i think that's lovely yeah yeah um Peter Ellis was succinct and said, power play. Yeah. <laughs> Tweaked 74 says, too many to count through their 7,000 hours. They miss those good old days. No. No. Um, we have... Still play. You can still play. You can still play. 7K hours, that's nothing. That's on console. <laughs> I can't remember. He's, um, he might have been on console. I, I think he... Mm, I don't know. Um... Uh, the Dower Scott, Chris Mark IV, um, it says, um, the massive queuing system that formed outside the station when Psychic had a mass frontline front stream. The frontline was a lot of fun too. Oh, you've never seen queues like it. It was amazing. Um, I think I've got um, screenshots of it somewhere. Um, um, then um, John Le Griffin, um, it was in chat, said, some of my squadron and I went to the Crystal Shard system. I borrowed an SRV from Commander Ninja Space Unicorn ship. I disembarked from the SRV to scan a few plants, turned around to get back to the, in the SRV, but gravity seemed to not apply to it, and it was floating off <laughs> slowly. <laughs> I've never seen that. That's really funny. Uh, that sounds amazing. Um, and I will I will just read out what um, Terakov has just put in... Um, in the Lave Station Bar chat on our Discord, saying that most of um, my multiplayer in Elite has been fuel ratting. The experience that stands out to me was a code red client on emergency O2, for those who don't know, rescue. With the client logged out of game, myself and another rat flew to a bearing where the client was, and it, and it appeared the client was near a planet. We logged the client back in, and myself and the other rat dropped the client, only to find that due to the client's position, we both instanced at about 40 k away 40 km away we boosted as hard as we could knowing that the client could only have a few seconds of oxygen left and eventually i got a limpet of fuel to the client in the post rescue debrief um chat i inquired how low the o2 counter got 
just one second wow. was the reply. Brilliant. I was physically shaking for several minutes after hearing that. <laughs> Proper James Bond Mission Impossible stuff. That, I imagine hearing the music. That is fantastic. What a story as well. Like these these games. The, the this friggin' game. Um what what an absolute yeah, I was just reminded of another way. I mean, there's so many, but I was reminded of another one. Um, this was way back, uh, I guess, some, uh, I don't know, maybe six months after Horizons had launched, I suppose. And I was driving the SRV with, um, with another guy. I think it was before I'd done any big planetary circumnavigations, but we were, we were driving along together, just on a bit like Ben was earlier, actually, on the edge of a sort of gorgeous, amazing crater. Or something like that. And we spotted, I don't know if they still do it, but we spotted three MPC ships. I think they were, might all have been MP uh, anacondas. Okay, yeah. Sort of hovering at this strange 45-degree angle. Do you remember they used to do that? Maybe they still do. You'd occasionally find NPCs, and they're just sort of stuck and hovering. Like, like a little formation of three that kind of just sticks I so, but the nose is kind of down very notably at like 40 45 degrees or something anyway so they were hovering over this massive drop-off i mean it just went down for miles it's the horizons you know really big canyons and mountains and things yeah and we were driving up on the top and they were tantalizingly close and it was like yeah i reckon if i take a run up i can i can jump across to that anaconda <laughs> so um so the guy I was with sort of positioned himself to film it on the edge of the you know on the edge of the cliff and then i sort of drove back and took this massive run up and took off and i was literally sort of i'd done the whole i judged it just perfectly and there was you know i was arcing back down and was within i don't know maybe like 20 feet of landing on this anaconda and this bloody npc literally just woke up at that moment and took (laughs) so i sailed past where he used to be and just kept going down and down and down down. you think you would have made it Sorry? You think you would have made, made it? it. I totally oh, made it. Oh, man. The NPC just buggered off at the exact instant. That's that such moment. a kick in the bollocks. It was so, <laughs> funny. so funny. The two of us were just pissing ourselves, laughing for ages after that. Because it took me like half an hour to scramble all the way back up from the depths to which I'd plummeted. Hilarious. Amazing. Amazing. So we will, we will put another... Um, we will put another uh, question up on um, Twitter. What I will also endeavour to do is also put it in Discord as well, in the Lave Bar, so if people want to reply to it, they can reply to it there too. Um, and maybe if we can find somewhere to put it on the forums, we'll put it there too. Yeah. But um, we'll do what we can to try and share it, because that's been, that's been lovely, having like having this little bit. This little bit of nostalgia. Um, also, while I'm here, big shout out to Scorb as well. Scorb organises some amazing group events, like um, Scorb streams on a Sunday night. Um, Commander of Scorbius, he streams on a Sunday night. Amazing group events. There's a, a lot of streamers do wonderful, like the Finance Fridays, all of those kind of things. If you want to get involved with group activities, there is a lot going on, despite what the community calendar calendar would have you think. 
In fact, if I can just briefly chip in on that, if anyone, I, I won't put out any contact details, but if anyone is um, knows sort of Ascorbius on Twitter, or I guess other means of contact, he's put out a shout out at the moment. He's looking for footage of burning settlements. I think external camera footage of. I have some of that. I need to. Oh, thank you for reminding me. I need to send him that. Send him that because I took some sure, for the got, Dr. Um, Pope yeah. stuff. If anyone's got any really good footage of burning settlements, then. Um, Ascorbius would like to have them. Fantastic. Fantastic. I think then we will move on to the shout outs and then I'll bring Alan back in to introduce his track. So our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from 8.30pm UK time. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers or for just the audio at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, you can check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQC. I believe also that issue is still um, up that Colin talks about, but best talking to Colin about that and not me because I don't know 100% what it is. Um, we're also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, which have appeared over the last year, or are standard regular contributors. There is the um, the Guard Frequency, who do other space games, and Loose Screws. Following this show, we will have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And thank you to all of those who have chipped in on Twitch chat, who have answered our questions and all of that nonsense. Um, our in-game and also our in-game commanders. Ben, who have you who have you run into? That would be uh, William Solo and Siberius. Fan. They, they've both had the joy, shall we say, of running into me and not getting squished by a planet, but we found some, some people to shoot at instead. I mean, I mean, that's the joy in itself. Yeah, um, exactly. Incredible. Um, special thanks to Commander Takoso, Jane Trax and Alan Stroud, who created the music used on the show. That's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, you can find contact links in the home contact us menu of the laveradio.com website. Do let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything that you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30pm and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. Thank you to Alec. Thank you, Claire. Good night, everyone. You good are morning, welcome. Or good afternoon. <laughs> Whatever time it is, it's fine. Um, thank you very much to Ben. Cheers, Claire. Have a good one. And special thanks to today's spe tech specialist, Commander Ventura. You're welcome. Incredible. Um, Alan, thank you so much for coming and joining us today. Take us out, my lovely. So... Um... Just for those of you who perhaps are, are having that little bit of memory and thinking back about uh, all your wonderful adventures in Elite, in Elite Dangerous, in Frontier, and in Frontier First Encounters, here is Return of the Elite, which is the first track on the Lave Revolution album. And it is beautifully remastered by uh, Flame Tree Publishing, uh, Flame Tree Press, who have done all of the, their magic on what's there. So a special thank you to Nick Wells for all his efforts on uh, on doing that here we go
Galnet News Update. 4th of July, 3309. The B&C moons of gas giant Ryanardi 8 are about to collide, bringing potential flatness to the inhabitants of two settlements. It looks like Sosa Biological, which is in the middle of an unpleasant internecine squabble, will be spared a direct hit from Ryanardi 8A. However, Data Biological Forum, a small establishment consisting of a handful of researchers and a rather larger number of armed guards, seems like it might be pretty close to ground zero for the collision which is due to start around 10pm Galactic Standard Time on Tuesday the 4th of July, although it's probably best to be there a little early. We have sources that have informed us that Commander LCU No Fool Like One has been able to access the bedrooms on Data Biological Forum using an e-breach, though we're not quite sure why. This time, the moons are only going to graze each other, unlike the previous collision, which was very close to Sosa, without causing any actual damage. If data gets splattered, it should be a night to remember for all the residents. I could murder a cup of tea. Yorkshire gold, if you have it. Double Yorkshire gold. (laughs) And if you don't have it, You're dead. Lave Radio, broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy.